You're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present True Heroes, a series of stories of the lives of the saints presented by Father Thomas Tam. If you are who you should be, you will set the world ablaze. St. Catherine of Siena. Hello, my friends, and welcome to True Heroes. Today, we will discuss the life of St. Catherine of Siena, who was so devoted to Jesus Christ that he gave her the privilege of bearing his wounds on her body. Let us begin her story. St. Catherine of Siena was born during the outbreak of the plague in Siena, Italy, on March 25th, 1347, so on the Feast of the Annunciation. She was either the 25th or the 23rd child born to her parents. I have a couple of sources, and one says 23rd, another says 25th. None of them say 24th, so I don't know what's going on there. But yes, the 23rd or 25th born of her parents. Her parents' names were, get ready for this, Jacopo and Lapa Benincasa. I tried to throw in a little bit of an Italian flair there, if you could tell. I was also waving my arms around, but obviously you can't see that. Half of her brothers and sisters did not survive childhood. Catherine herself was a twin, but her sister did not survive infancy. Sometime later, Catherine's sister, Bonaventura, died, leaving her husband as a widower. Catherine's parents proposed that he marry Catherine as a replacement, but Catherine opposed this. She began fasting and cutting her hair short to mar her appearance so that he would not be attracted to her. Her parents attempted to resist this move, to the move to avoid marriage, but they were unsuccessful. Her fasting and her devotion to her family convinced them to relent and allow her to live as she pleased. Catherine once explained that she regarded her father as a representation of Jesus and her mother as Our Lady and her brothers as the apostles, which helped her to serve them with humility. Despite Catherine's religious nature, she did not choose to enter a convent, and instead she joined the Third Order of St. Dominic, which allowed her to associate with a religious society while living at home and spent the next three years in seclusion, prayer, and austerity. So she still lived at home, but she lived secluded away from everyone else, including her own family. Dominican sisters taught St. Catherine how to read, and meanwhile she lived quietly. St. Catherine developed a habit of giving things away, and she continually gave away her family's food and clothing to people in need. No, I do not recommend this to any of you. Please do not tell your parents that Father Tam said this on his podcast, therefore we should, we should do this. I do not want your parents coming after me, so please do not take this as a recommendation for you. She never asked permission to give these things away, and she quietly put up with their criticisms. Something changed her when she was 21 years old. She described an experience she referred to as her, quote, mystical marriage to Christ, unquote. 
There are debates over whether or not St. Catherine was given a ring with some claiming she was given a bejeweled ring and others claiming that the ring was actually made of Jesus's skin. St. Catherine herself started the rumor of it being made of Jesus' skin in her writings, and she was known to often claim the ring itself was invisible. Such mystical experiences change people, and St. Catherine was no exception. In her vision, she was told to re-enter public life and help the poor and the sick. She immediately rejoined her family, so came out of her seclusion, and went into public to help people in need. She often visited hospitals and homes where the poor and sick were found. Her activities quickly attracted more followers who helped her in her mission to serve them. St. Catherine was also given the stigmata, so she had the wounds of our Lord imprinted on her body, but like her ring, it was visible only to herself. St. Catherine was drawn further into the world as she worked, and eventually she began to travel, calling for reform of the church and for people to confess and to love God totally. She became involved in politics and was key in working to keep city-states loyal to the Pope and was instrumental in restoring the papacy to Rome and in brokering peace deals during a time of factional conflict and war between the Italian city-states. Her public influence reached great heights because of her evident holiness and the deep impression she made on the Pope. She worked tirelessly for the crusade against the Turks and for peace between Florence and the Holy Father. In 1378, the Great Schism began, splitting the allegiance of Christendom between two and then three different popes and putting even saints on opposing sides. So at one point you had three different men claiming to be pope and people in Christendom had to pick uh, which they believed to be the real pope and there was quite a fraction in the Catholic Church during this time. Catherine spent the last two years of her life in Rome in prayer and pleading on behalf of the cause of Pope Urban VI and the unity of the church. By 1380, the 33-year-old mystic had become ill, possibly because of her habit of extreme fasting. Her confessor, Blessed Raymond, ordered her to eat, but she replied that she found it difficult to do so and that possibly she was ill. They say extreme fasting. Depending on the time of year, she would fast more or less. Um, it is said during Lent, in fact, from Ash Wednesday all the way to Ascension Thursday, the only thing she took was the Holy Eucharist. She did not eat or drink anything else. In January of 1380, her illness accelerated her inability to eat and drink. Within weeks, she was unable to use her legs. She died on April 29th following a stroke just a week prior. She offered herself as a victim for the church in its agony and division and was canonized in 1461 by Pope Pius II. 
By the life of St. Catherine, we see, as we did with St. Paul the Cross, the importance of devotion to Christ, especially his passion and death, and how we can do anything as long as we rely on him. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, tomorrow we will talk about St. Joseph. I don't know yet what exactly we're going to say about him. We know very little about his life, so I might jump into other things regarding him. But until then, God bless you all, my friends. St. Catherine of Siena, pray for us.